Hello, this is AJ welcoming you to Inside the Quilting Pot. Grab a craft, have a seat, and let's get started, shall we? Today is Sunday, February the 23rd. Um, it's Sunday afternoon, about 2.20-ish. Um, first of all, I want to apologize for not getting my podcast out on Friday or Saturday that just passed um, wasn't convenient to do it on that day. I worked late, so I didn't get home until around 9.30 Friday night. Saturday, I got busy doing other things, so life got in the way, and I am just now podcasting. So again, I apologize for that. But nonetheless, I am getting one up today, being Sunday. It is almost the beginning of my work week. A few more hours of being off, and I am enjoying what I have left over. So without further ado, I am going to begin. Um, Right now, the boys are laying beside me. One's laying on my shin. The other one is laying next to my right hip. They are quiet at the moment, but any given time, they can get up and start barking, and if that happens... I'll pause this and come back and finish up. First up, um, I did catch up on a few podcasts this weekend. I listened to Tanisha's podcast of Crafty Garden Mom and enjoyed it very much. Um, Several things that kind of, well, one thing in particular that tickled me and a few things that excited me as well. So the first thing that I want to talk about was her little one, the three-year-old. I do remember those days um, when my children were three. It seems as if they go from age two to three, and then there's a year of just totally terror. They don't want to listen. Everything is no. They're stubborn. And I think that may be when they're starting to develop their little personalities. Um... And they're very testy at that stage. I do remember that. And Tanisha, it may have been a long time for me, but um, I can remember the terrible threes. And it will get better, as you know, because you have one that is a little older. The other thing that you mentioned um, or that she mentioned in her podcast was the Outlander quilt beginnings, a collaboration between her and Daisy a very lazy daisy, and I hope that comes to fruition. Um, Tanisha mentioned maybe in March, hers is not going to be a paper-pieced one. Um, If you are a fandom person, you know what I'm talking about, but if not, um, Google fandom and it'll take you to the page because I've seen the Doctor Who quilt, um, the Harry Potter stuff, because Daisy did the Harry Potter one. I'm a Harry Potter fan. I'm a Doctor Who fan, and As of late, I am an Outlander fan. Currently, I'm listening to, via Audible, the second book in her series, um, Dragonfly and Amber. I don't know how many books there are, but um, I am listening to the second one. I I just love Jamie and Claire. I just love them. I I just don't know what to say. But I hope, I truly hope that that quilt comes out. Because I will be one of the ones that will be tagging in to try to do this. She's going to do uh, applique 
uh, fusible applique. So fusible applique is good for me. It's an easy thing. Um, usually when I do it, I do buttonhole. Um, I've tried satin stitch doing my fusibles before. Um, for some reason, I get a big buildup and then it all messes up. So I prefer to do a small buttonhole at this point. Um, some people do zigzag. Some people do raw edge. I guess it just depends on um, what you what look you want. So keep a check between Tanisha and Daisy because they seem to be having some good stuff coming up. Some very good stuff. So speaking of Audible, there were a few that chimed in that says, yes, Audible is a form of... Um, reading so to speak you may not be doing the reading but someone is reading to you so with that said I have neglected to post a lot of books on audible that I I mean excuse me on goodreads that I have listened to because I didn't think it would be fair but now I have the go ahead that yeah it's not cheating I can add that to my reading list um, for the challenge the 2014 book challenge on goodreads so I'm happy about that, and no, Sandy, it is not cheating. You're just not doing the reading. So that's it on um, that. Um, let's see. Oh, just go back just a little bit. Someone, and I'm not quite sure who it is, had mentioned the fact that they listened. They not only read the Harry Potter series of books, but they listened to it on Audible, and it was much more enjoyable on Audible. So I may go back at some point and listen to the Harry, Harry series, Harry Potter series on Audible. I do have all of the books in hardback. Um, I have the little collection going, and I plan on keeping that because I am a Harry Potter fan as well. So, yeah. I might take a listen to that at a later time. Next up on my list is my charity quilt. Um, as you know, on the last podcast, while I was at my little long arm thing earlier in the month in Virginia Beach, I picked up a top um, that they did over the weekend uh, for ALS. And I think it's being sponsored by, oh God, Quilter's Dream Cotton Batting People. I did finish that quilt top, um, took a picture of it. I got the binding sewn on today. Um, I'm not real great at sewing on bindings, but it is a lot faster than hand stitching. Um, I did use one of the decorative stitches um, on my sewing machine to do the binding. Hopefully I'll get much more better, um, much better at sewing on bindings. It's not too bad. It looks good. Um, I would be happy with it if I received the quilt. So if I'm happy with the way it looks, I think it, it'll be okay. I wouldn't do a charity quilt and totally just disregard all of the matching points and the quilting and the overall aesthetic of the quilt. I, I would never do that and ship it out um, because I wouldn't want to receive it. So the things that I crank out are things that I would be happy to receive um, if it were me getting it. So just wanted to put that out there. It may not be perfect, but as a recipient, I would be happy to get it. Um, one other thing that I want to talk about is the postcard swap. Yes, I am part of the postcard swap. I think it's 
12 of us. Um, and I'm not going to mention my SWAT partner's name. Um, I'm not going to mention what I did. But I will mention that I tried a new technique for me, not a new technique, but a new for me technique. And I was very pleased with it. I just hope um, once my SWAT partner receives the postcard that that person will be happy with it as well. So proud of myself. Very proud of myself. I am done with the card. Um, I have addressed it. I will try to get it out on Monday or Tuesday. It just depends on what time I get home. Most of the time I get home and the post office is closed. Um, since I am not considered the hospital supervisor this weekend, um, I should be getting out relatively on time or maybe not on time. I might even have the opportunity to leave just a tad earlier to get to the post office before it closes or even get out to lunch to um, try to have the postcard hand stamped while I'm at work because there's a post office in less than three or four minutes from me um, where I work. So I have the opportunity, if I can get out at lunch, to get that done. And if I can get to the post office tomorrow or Tuesday, I will ship off both the charity quilt as well as trying to get my postcard hand stamped and into the mail for my swap partners. Um, I have taken a couple of pictures of the postcard and a couple of stages and the thread choices that I made. And once my swap partner receives the postcard and I get confirmation that the postcard was received, then I will either blog about it, tweet about it, or put it in a podcast. And probably I will do all three. So I just hope that my swap partner is okay with my postcard. This is my very first one. I've never done one before. Um, Back in the day, I think it was the scrapbooking time. I can't remember when they did ATCs, which are artist trading cards. I think it was my scrapbook days. Um, I did do a couple of those. Um, But I, I tend to think this fabric postcard, I can get into that. Um, I was doing some searches on Google, and I went to the images. I was looking at the backs of the postcards to see what others were doing. And I ran across something, and I think I saved it or bookmarked it or something. I can't remember. But it looked like it was a fabric box that someone had made um, to hold the fabric postcards. So I would like to keep this up and just, you know, keep sending fabric postcards, you know, as like little random acts of kindness to people and maybe surprise people. Um, I would like to collect them because they're, they're like little mini works of art. I have like a little mini easel um, could buy a couple of more that I could display these. I could display them at work. I could display them around my house as little mini works of art. Um, I can see getting into collecting these and just, you know, having someone 
do a little penmanship on the back or some little fanciness things going on. I'm not sure, but yeah, I can kind of get into a a monthly swap. I know we're doing this as a a spring kind of thing, maybe not even a monthly swap, but just a group of us that like to get together on occasion and just trade addresses and, you know, random acts of kindness one thought process come or a mood hits you or there's a birthday or special occasion or just to say, hey, look what I did. I did this here. What do you think? Just something like that, just to keep it going. Because I had a good time making this postcard. It took me a long, long, long time to decide on what I wanted to do. And what I originally decided to do I didn't do anything like that. When it came down to what I did, I just happened to be flipping through something. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would look good. That's nice and springy. So my original thought process and what I had originally cut out didn't make it at all. I just went a whole nother nother direction. So I'm pleased at what I did. And for my first one, I think it's pretty good. So. Like I said, once my partner gets it, I will post it. And I think that there's a Flickr group, um, so I'll post it there as well. Mm, Let's see. Disappearing pinwheel. Mm, Top still together. Um, Still working on the borders. My background fabric and the French vanilla background fabric. I don't know if I mentioned it before, and if I did, I apologize, but I don't remember. So I'm going to mention it again. The French vanilla in the background of the pinwheels seems to be a little lighter than the French vanilla yardage that I ordered. It's a RJR fabric. Um, I'm not sure how much difference once I get it together. It may be no difference. It may all be in my head. I wouldn't doubt that at all. But my border is going to be just a little different than originally planned. Uh, My border is not going to have all of the pinwheels. I just uh, don't feel like doing that. Don't want to do the biased edge pinwheels ever again. Um, If I ever do it, I'll do the traditional way or thangles or or something different, but I, I don't want to deal with bias edges if I don't have to. It's just, it's just too painful for me. Just really, it's too painful. I can't tolerate it. But anyway, bias edges are not for me. So what I have done is, um, I've done kind of some little scrappy four patches, hmm, and doing those and trying to do it the Jenny Doan way. And I keep telling myself, please, 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 if you're not sure, look at the directions or review the video before you just start whacking off stuff. So I started whacking off the little four patches because what she does is takes five inch um, charm packs and sews them together and sews them together and then and strips. I can't remember how it goes. But anyway, if you want to look at it, look look up her quick way of doing four patches, scrappy four patches, and it'll explain it to you. And if I remember, I'll try to put the link in it. But back to what I was saying. So, yes, I had started whacking off, and I'm like, nah, 
that sounded kind of horrible. I had started, let me rephrase that just a tad bit. I know that didn't come out quite right, so I'm going to rephrase that. I had started cutting my four patches. And I'm like, they're not coming out right. What is wrong with this thing? So when I went back and took a brief look at the video, I'm like, I had that aha moment. I did like she said and cut the five inch, the first five inch one off, you know, at the two and a half inch mark. And then I was lining it up doing my five inches and they were off on one side and I couldn't figure out why. Well, yeah, when she did her first cut, she folded over the half that remained and she did her cuts using the two and a half while they were facing each other. And that's what I didn't do wrong. And it took me a while to figure that out. So my four patches, quite frankly, are all not matching. So my disappearing pinwheel for the borders um, is a lot bigger than my four patches. So what I am going to do, I am going to line up my seams of the four patches that I have. Um, they're going to be kind of off kilter. I'm going to have a pinwheel in the top left corner, a pinwheel in the bottom right corner, and off of the pinwheels on the top, it's going to be, I think it's going to be like seven blocks, six or seven of four patches attached to the pinwheel. Down the left side, it's going to be seven or eight blocks going down the left side of the pinwheel. The bottom right corner will have on the right side, you know, six or seven pinwheels going up, and the bottom left side will have seven or eight pinwheels going towards the left. So it's going to be an asymmetric look. Um, and then the remainder of those borders will just be solid uh, French vanilla fabric, for lack of a better border. And it's going to be a narrow, it could be a two, three inch border. Um, maybe, maybe not. Am I going to put yardage on the outside? Probably. Um, just because once I start trimming everything down to be even, it may be a two, somewhere between a two inch or a three inch inner border. And then I'll probably get some yardage for the outer border of some solid something. I'm not quite sure, but I haven't given up on the disappearing pinwheel. It's been slow going, um, but like I said, haven't given up on it. Okay, so my hexagon progress. Um, let's see. Slow and steady is my hexagon progress. Um, I think I have two or three flowers um, if I had not decided to do the snowflake type hexagon, I would probably have six flowers going. But yeah, it's a slow and steady progress. Anyone who does any English paper piecing knows how slow that goes. Um, it is one of those things that you do when you get little moments in time to stitch those together. And yeah, about my hexagons. I don't know what it is with Sandy. Um, Sandy of Quilting for the Rest of Us. I think she just likes to pick on me sometimes. While I was stopped in traffic, oh, I can't remember when it was. One day last week, I guess. 
Maybe it was before then. I was stopped in traffic. It was a long day. I was on my way home. And, yeah, I had just a little bit of time to stitch a few hexagons. I take them with me at work, hoping, take them with me to work, hoping that I get a little bit of time to stitch on some hexagons during my lunchtime. However, most of the time I am working during my lunchtime. I don't leave the building. I usually eat in my office, which is not good, but I usually get some of my work done. Even though people know I'm in there eating my lunch, they still come and knock on the door. I may start just leaving, but I try to get work done while I'm doing something for me. So I'll do a little work, I'll eat lunch, and I'll stitch a little. Um, sometimes I'll just sit in there and I'll listen to a podcast and I'll stitch. Um, when it. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of knitting or a little bit of crochet. It just depends on what I take with me in my little book bag when I go. Because everything that I need is in my little, you know, camouflage not really camouflage, but my military book bag. So, yes, I pulled out my little container of hexagons while I was in traffic and decided that I was going to stitch a little. And while I was sitting there, I decided I would hold it up by on the left side by the steering wheel and snap a quick photo and upload it to Twitter. Now, Sandy, you don't have to get off of the road um, because I podcast while driving. You don't have to get off the road because I'm stitching hexagons. I am safe. You are safe. Everyone around me is safe. I would never, ever, ever think about doing anything that would jeopardize my life. Who would take care of my boys? Just so everyone out there knows, whatever snapshots of time that I get to stitch, knit, crochet while I am in my vehicle in traffic, um, you will be safe. I am not going to cause any accidents. Um, I might get a few people that take a look and try to figure out what I'm doing, but other than that, there's no worries. I am not an accident waiting to happen. Just wanted to put that out there. And Sandy, I do thank you for um, looking out for me and, you know, looking out for others. So with that said, I'll move on to another topic. Hexagons I just talked about and going to stop here because I don't remember which was the last thing that I had to talk about. So hang on one second. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. The last thing I want to talk about is my um, upcoming plan to do some long arm practice. Um, I am planning to draw out a quilt top or a pattern of a quilt or I don't know what, what you call it, but I'm planning on loading up some fabric. It's going to be a blank canvas. And I'm going to draw out a center medallion um, quilt block, put borders, uh, sashing, borders, and everything on it in a drawn-out version. And I am going to practice 
um, doing different designs on each section of the quilt. Along with that, um, I am also going to draw out some probably 12 inch, 12 to 15 inch squares um, on my quilt top or on my blank canvas just to get some stitching done um, and I will probably section each off. So we will see how that goes. I need to start practicing um, free motion quilting using the non-stitch regulated mode work on getting my stitches even. Um, it seems to be a lot more forgiving. I'm not going to say forgiving, but I will say a lot less jerky movements if you have to stop at all. Um, maybe I don't know how to explain it, but it just seems to flow a little bit more when it's on a constant speed versus stitch regulation. You may hear clanking of little feet because Jody's walking around on a hardwood floor. And if I keep stopping every time he moves, this is going to be the podcast that never ends. So I'm just going to keep plowing through. So if you hear the clicking, it is Jody walking around on the hardwood floor that does not have a um, little area carpet on it. So I apologize for that. But back to my long arm quilting. Yeah, I'm going to try to get more up close and personal with the constant speed on Lady G. Um, I have discovered that she does not like Arfil thread for some reason. I don't know why. She just doesn't. And I have these huge cones of 50-weight Arfil thread, but she doesn't like that. She tends to like uh, Omni thread or Glide thread. Glide thread seems to be her favorite. So I think for her, I'll have to stick to that until I figure out what what um, is the problem with Aurofil thread. But for the most part, she likes Omni thread or Glide. Omni thread tends to have a lot more of what you call it uh, lint. Now it's not a lot of lint, but does have some lint buildup. Glide does not tend to do that. Glide also has a sheen where Omnithread, not so much. So just so you know, Lady G is a little snob when it comes through comes to thread. I thought she would be an Aurofil snob, but she's not. She's a Glide swap, snob swab. She's a guide, Glide snob. There you go. I finally got it. So I think that is about it for this podcast. It's a relatively short one, maybe not so much. But I wanted to get one out before the weekend was up. Um, Friday will be here before you know it, and I'll be back to my traveling-type podcast. So thank you for listening, and if you need to get a hold of me, you can do so at the letter N, the number 2, P as in Paul, R as in red, the number 2, at gmail.com. You can get to my blog by the way of this link, thequiltingpot.com. On the right-hand sidebar, there is a little tab for Goodreads, Ravelry, Pinterest. Um, and I think that is it. Um, I am on Flickr as well. I'm not sure if my Flickr little link is there, but 
If you need me, you know how to get a hold of me. You can leave me a comment on the blog post itself. Um, you can reach me at thequiltingpot.podbean.com and you can leave a comment on there as well. So, with that said, until next time, may all your seams be straight.